Welcome to The Good Work, a podcast and video series that follows the event company, an event design company that specializes in corporate, nonprofit, and social events. Our passion lies in creating one-of-a-kind events that share the good work of organizations we are fortunate to collaborate with. Tune in for conversations with leaders of these great groups, our best advice for your next event, and some behind-the-scenes moments. Now, let us show you the good work. In this episode of The Good Work, we'll introduce to you our friend Mary Kalsrud, Vice President of Philanthropy for the Sioux Falls Area Community Foundation. We've had the pleasure to work with Mary and her team the past two years on their annual fundraiser, City Blossom. Hear more about this signature event, its unique event venues, and the good work that the Sioux Falls Area Community Foundation does for nonprofits in our community. Please welcome to today's podcast, Mary Kalsrud. Welcome back to today's vodcast. We have Mary here with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Mary Kalsarud of the Community Foundation. Yes. Welcome. I sometimes chop it off and say Community Foundation. I would too. I mean, it's a mouthful Sioux to say Falls Sioux Falls Area, area. Community Foundation. Yeah. Mary and I have known each other, though, for those that of you are that are watching or listening, we've been friends for, ooh, I'm going to say two. 26. Oh, I thought you were going to say 20 years. I'm like, wow. I knew you in a past life. I probably am going to say 2015, 16. Yeah, probably in there. So I started the company in 2013. And then I met you through Susan G. Komen. Uh Yes. So that was probably, yeah, I don't know. 2014-ish. We'll say ish. I love the word ish. You'll find that We've known each other for a few years. So I want to hear... We're going to talk about the Community Foundation and all that you do there, but I want to hear about kind of how you got to be where you are because you're such a dynamic woman um, and you do so many good things for the community. And I think people just have gotten to know you over the years through your nonprofit work mm-hmm. and obviously the Sioux Falls Area Community Foundation. See, I said it all in one word. You did. One breath. Was a nat- <laughs> was a, really a good natural tie. But um, my family is also your neighbor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so which I we love. live in the same development, which is awesome. So I want to start talking a little bit about how we first met. So we met through Susan G. Komen. We did. So we were doing some work with the Feisty Fighters. Mm-hmm. We met through there. We had our first event. I was, gosh, it was still relatively new into our career doing mm-hmm. event planning, but it was out at the Cliff, or not Cliff Avenue, but the Landscape Garden Center. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, yes. The Sparkle and Shine. Sparkle I and loved shine. that event. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was so pretty yeah. out there. It's just beautiful. I mean, the Christmas spirit and I you know. just walked in it so smelled nice. like so Christmas. Good. So yeah, good. It was wonderful. So you were the executive director. So yes. talk to us about what your role was there and how that kind of helped kind of guide you and steer you to where you are today. Yeah. It's just such an interesting role to be in charge of a nonprofit that's statewide. And I think- yeah. You know, you hear people talk all the time about how it's a struggle to work at a nonprofit, but it really is when you have a staff of maybe two and you have to be an expert at everything. All of it. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it's such great fulfilling work. Um, Everyone in this community who works at a nonprofit, you have to have that heart and that passion and that's really what drives you. Um, But it's so interesting to look at the nonprofit landscape through the lens of having been there and done that and knowing what it's like to work your butt off. Um, the struggles, but also the huge successes yes, that come absolutely. along with it with right. incredible donor relations right. and all those pieces. But when you were at Coleman, you were really 
running your own ship, right? I mean, you were like running your own company. Yeah. In the, in a sense. Right. I mean, I mean, you had a really awesome board of directors. Mm-hmm. It was statewide. So you were doing events in Sioux Falls and Rapid City. And were you hitting into Sioux City a little bit yet or no? No. no it was mostly um, within this. Yeah. Which yeah. I mean, the state of South Dakota itself is yeah. so vast that when you even start right. talking about healthcare and access to it, you yeah. get into really some interesting problems and challenges. Yeah. Um, so that organization is still doing really, really great awesome work. work. Um, and you know, it's when you leave it, you felt like it's kind of your baby. You yeah. put so much, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. put totally blood, sweat, know. and tears into it. Um, yeah. And it was such an exciting time. But, you know, I really feel like that propelled me to where I am you today. Are. And the work I get to do now with donors to choose the different areas they're interested in. Um, I think just having that knowledge, too, of what it's like to be right. at a nonprofit is so helpful. So what what is the Sioux Falls Area Community Foundation? That's a tricky one, Addie, because we do so much. <laughs> I know. That's the thing that we were just talking about offline, because I think so many people think you just give money to people, mm-hmm. right? Right. And that, I mean, yes, that's... I mean, yeah. Not people, but, you know, different organizations. Right, right. But you're also stewards of incredible donors yes. and their dollars and endowments and all these mm-hmm. pieces. And there are grant programs. There's mm-hmm. all these different things that the Community Foundation does. And there's not only a Sioux Falls Area Community Foundation, but there's also the South Dakota Community Foundation. Yes. Yeah. Not, so, yeah. Not South Dakota area, but South no. Dakota yeah. Community South Foundation. Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> and I would assume there are all these pockets throughout the whole state for different community foundations as well. So what... What it, what we're really, do? when you boil it down, we're a catalyst for good. Yeah. And so when you really look at that, it can mean so many different things. Yeah. But we are connecting donors with their passion. We really put a lens on the community to say, where are the greatest needs? And yeah. connecting those visionary donors with those needs. On a broader scope, we are funding nonprofits through our unrestricted grant making. Yeah. Um, just recently, we partnered with the city and other local mm-hmm, nonprofits mm-hmm. to open the Flood Recovery right, right, Fund. Right. I saw that. And so yeah. it's really just meeting whatever those current needs are in the community. Uh, We have the flexibility to be whatever you need us to be, really. Um, We're just here for Sioux Falls Mm -hmm. to make it a great place today and tomorrow. And so part of that is building that charitable capital, that endowment. And I think you know, I always assume that people know what endowment means, but you might not. No, I think it's a scary word. Right? I didn't. I learned first about it when, you know, I had to work through the Sioux Falls Area Community Foundation mm-hmm. through like Volunteers of America and kind of learning that whole scope. Sure. You know, and worked with Joe Floyd and all the, uh-huh. you know, I had no clue what that stuff meant. It's a scary word when people yeah. hear endowment. Well, it just, it seems like you should be all grown up and proper yeah. to talk about yeah. endowments. Correct. But it's really, I mean, putting away those dollars so that we're spending just a little piece of it right. every year so that we right. save it for the future of this community. And I think that's what's so cool with the perspective of the nonprofit side yeah. of having that revenue stream come in mm-hmm. every year that you yeah. know you can rely so on. Yes, yeah. and you don't have to go out and fundraise for those dollars. And it's just, it's nice to know you can rely on that. And for donors as well, sometimes, you know, you don't want to give a huge influx right, right, of right. money. The nonprofit might not know how to use it in year yeah. one or two. So to spread that out so that yeah. annually they get that support. You bring up a good point about they may not know how to use it. Mm-hmm. And I, what I love about what the Community Foundation does is there's that little checks and balance piece mm-hmm. of it as well and making sure that they're following up. You know, you guys do a really good job whoever that is on the team. <laughs> People smarter than I am. <laughs> whoever that is. But I remember being, because I mean, I've worked in the nonprofit world for years as well and with different groups. And I remember one time um, I was a part of an organization where we were able to grant small $5,000 grants to different groups. And the checks and balance piece of that was little to none, right? It was mm-hmm. like, write a paragraph and tell us what you've done. Right. Nothing about budgetary pieces, not about what the impact was prior mm-hmm. to the grant being made. And 
uh, the community foundation does an awesome job of that checks and balance. Right. And I think but it's, it's being a good steward of right. those dollars, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's even more than that. It's connecting. So Patrick Gale is the one who yeah. does all Patrick of our. Patrick Gale. Yes. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he does all of our community investment work. So he gets yeah. to work with those nonprofits to even see what their new programs and projects are. I mean, yeah. that's like my favorite part of the day is having lunch with him because he'll just in random conversations start talking about this new great program. I'm like, what? Like, I didn't that's even know this awesome. existed. And so that's I think. Awesome. Getting to tell our donors about those programs that otherwise you just don't have time in your day. It's not part of your typical eight to five to think about all the charities out there and the different great things they're doing. Um, I thought I saw a stat the other day. Is there maybe you do know this or maybe not? Like over ninety five hundred nonprofits in the state of South Dakota. I think that's correct. There's and even just in Sioux Falls, there's an amazing number of. And we have such a giving community, which is Mm -hmm. incredible. But making sure that those donors understand what their passions are, Mm -hmm. so you work with them to align. Absolutely. With whatever the nonprofits are, because you right. may hear like with, in talking to Patrick about a mm-hmm. new initiative or whatever happens with this group and right. being able to relay those pieces right. to and those to donors. Not duplicate services either. I yeah. think that sometimes we're, you know, anxious to start a new nonprofit or a new program or an area. Yeah. And there might be someone else who's doing a really great job at that already. So I think just having that in-depth community yeah. knowledge, I think that's one of the biggest benefits of getting to work with us. So do you have some nonprofits that... Um, well, maybe I don't know how to word this really. So, are they are nonprofits pretty open in sharing those things with you, or do you have to? Oh, search yeah. That there? Okay, because <laughs> they want because the, they want they, they want, need the funds right, right, right to be able to fulfill. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So we kind of had two different buckets of money. So our one is our unrestricted grant making okay. dollars, and that's really where our grants committee is coming together quarterly okay. to decide where those dollars should go in the community. And nonprofits are requesting those, so it's a competitive grant making process. Mm-hmm. The other big bucket of money is really through donor advised funds. So that's where donors are saying, I want to support project A, B, and C. Right. That's a really bad, you know. No, 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 I totally get it. No, 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 I totally get it. So they're picking the organizations yeah. and the charities. But it's even working with those donors to say, hey, I noticed you're funding a lot in the arts area. Did you hear about this new cool program? And so it's not necessarily making them fund different things or directing their dollars a, for them, but it's just advising. keeping them educated. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the benefits. So, of course, nonprofits want want to make sure that we're updated on our <laughs> current knowledge of the community so we can share with our yeah. donors as well. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I could easily see them. You know, sometimes I think some nonprofits see like uh, the application on the website and they're just constantly applying for everything that's out there, but it needs to make sense for them. Absolutely. And they aren't sharing the story directly, so they need to share the story with mm-hmm. Yeah, with yeah. all of you. Yeah. Did you think when you came over into the Sioux Falls Area Community Foundation, it was was it what you thought it was going to be? No. Yeah. People always say people always say that. You were in a different role then. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm kind of doing the yeah. same thing. Um, but really, when I came on board, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got this. Like, no learning curve. I'm yeah. smart. I'll figure it out. But it was, I mean, it took a while so to really understand the complexity of everything we're doing. Because not yeah. only do we have the nonprofit side, like we were just talking about, but it's the whole philanthropic side and right. how to help donors actually plan for their legacy. Um and use some of those technical tools, which we usually don't really get into at first blush because they are so confusing. Yeah. Um, but it's maintaining that knowledge, um, which is just you don't do at a smaller nonprofit no, just no, because no. you don't have the capacity. You're no. worried about you're doing like day to day operations, right? Right. You're just making yeah, yeah, making ends meet, really. Absolutely. And so that's where we can really help nonprofits as well as that's what we're here for. We have that expertise. And before it was like you and one person and maybe another person in the office, usually just you and one person. Now you have a whole yeah. 
group yeah. of people right. that are there to help support each other. Yeah, which is which amazing. Is I mean, I've always worked at small organizations. Yeah. And so I would say this is the biggest one I've worked at, which is shocking because we have 10 staff. Yeah. <laughs> but it's crazy, though. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty impressive, though, that there's 10 staff, mm-hmm. though, that help make a thousand fund. different funds operate and function, which is How? crazy. I don't know. We're all super. I do not know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. I got to know the Floyd family years ago Mm -hmm. and just hearing them talk about their passions and education and, Mm -hmm. you know, it it was pretty impactful. And I can't imagine the work that you guys are doing day in and day out. Is it overwhelming sometimes or exciting? It's exciting. Or a little bit of both maybe? Well, I think in with a any, any yeah. organization, any work you're doing, it's overwhelming. And I think yeah. especially with philanthropy and trying to make a change, you just, yeah. at least my issue is I think so broadly about all of these things that yeah. we have possibilities to fund or, and it's not even the human service element or the human needs, but it's, you know, the River Greenway and making that yeah. great or some of the, love it at the falls yeah. and some of these projects that make our lives better in Sioux Falls. And so when you start thinking about everything there is to be done, that can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But I would say the work itself is more exciting You're than so anything. You're so passionate. Listen well, to your talk. It's because if you got to sit in that on those meetings, so awesome. Addie, where people share their passions yeah. and oftentimes it's their journey. Don't you just want to give everybody the money? Well, right. <laughs> and you want donors to give it all away too. So yeah. that, yeah. You get some money. And you get some money. <laughs> That's what I would want to do, right? Is yeah. it hard to have those conversations with groups where you can't fund them now, or well, not so much necessarily with the groups, but with the donors. Sometimes their lists they come in and they want to fund twenty five different organizations out of their state, yeah. and so you really have to narrow down to where can we make an impact and where can we connect your passion with purpose, so that we could scatter a little bit everywhere. Smart, but is that really? getting yeah. to where we need to. Um, so those are hard just because you really have to look at yourself as the donor and say, well, what do I want to fund? What, where do I want that to leave my legacy? That would be hard for me. Yeah. Because you would just, I would want to have an impact in so many different right. pieces. And, right. Yeah. Wow. It's hard to narrow it down, I would say. You're kind of like a counselor. Kind of. It's kind of like therapy sometimes <laughs> because, you know, you just have to, which I'm not very good at sometimes just listening. If Obviously, yeah. you know me. I talk a lot. Yeah. Um, so but you're to really yeah. sit back and take it in and listen and just let them come to their own conclusions, um, you know, because we're not there to push them in one direction or another. It's just yeah. you have to be that thoughtful listener to let them discern really where they want to have a, a purpose and a passion and leave their legacy. It's incredible. Yeah. And the staff there at the Community Foundation, they've been there for quite a while, too, because you've got people like Andy Patterson mm-hmm. who kind of grew up in that, you know, right. and now he's really running the whole yeah. show Yeah, and took over from Candy, Candy Hansen, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. And Patrick's been there, it seems mm-hmm. like, forever as well. I mean, you've got a lot of individuals. So much depth and knowledge. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what's great, especially as the newbie, even though I've been there two years, it's relatively a yeah. short amount of time. Um, so be able to be able to lend on their experience is just it's kind of a relief <laughs> that I don't have but, to yeah. know everything right away. Smart. <laughs> well, can, and it also I think does it doesn't it take a little bit of pressure off of you for yeah. not having to literally open up the door every day, make sure that all the funds are being raised, turn on the lights, take mm-hmm. out the trash, meet with this donor, drive to this place, all right. these you know like I feel like I mean I knew you when you were doing that role and it was impressive because you're truly, like I said, running your own business Mm -hmm. and running the ship. And I think people, they knew that about you. Like you're not, 
You're not lazy, Marion. You know that. I mean, <laughs> well, if you would have seen me yesterday, <laughs> last night on the couch with my B and G, you might have said we might have said something different. We were talking before we came online that she was at B and G getting ice cream. I didn't even know they were open already. Oh my gosh, I was there like day two on after our side of town. Or yes, no? oh, okay. ma'am. <laughs> That's so funny. I've been there twice already. Can I admit that? Wow. It's just. I mean, I don't know why they have to close all winter because then you just like lead up and you can't wait for them to open. Yeah. And when they do, I just kind of go overboard for a few weeks. So I. That's my so husband, I'm like, I just have to get all my system. Have That's to try like my so three or four avalanche funny. flavors, and then I can move. What's on your with favorite my life. avalanche? Well, I don't. That's like a blizzard, right? Yes. And the other turn. Okay. Yeah. Heaven forbid you call it a blizzard at BG. <laughs> Gosh. That'd be like going to. I remember some. I was at a Queen City Bakery and someone uh-huh. goes, I'll take a venti. And he's like, and Mitch yeah. is like, do you mean a large? <laughs> like he was just not crabby, but he, right. it's like, it's, it's the like same know thing. where you are, yeah. people. Right. So what's your favorite avalanche? Do you get those? I always see on the boards, like the pumpkin pie right. and the apple pie. And it really depends on my mood. Like last night, I really wanted just a traditional Oreo avalanche. Oh. So that's what I got. But sometimes I go a little crazy. Like there's the E.T. I couldn't even tell you what's in it, but the name alone, I think it has peanut butter. People out there watching with, you know, their more intensive knowledge of B and G are going to be like, oh my gosh, Mary doesn't even know what's in an E.T. Um, And they have dog stuff too for dogs. Yeah, except last night. That's funny because they had doggy sunning. Like, oh, why don't they have anything for Kitte? That's what we call our cat is Kitte. Why don't they have ice cream for cats? Do cats eat Discriminating a little bit. No. Oh. That's so funny. So even if they had it, sorry, she's not getting it. Well, it could be like a little treat that's not ice cream. My husband, so Drew absolutely loves like the strawberry cones, but it's dipped in that crunch Mm. stuff or whatever. Like the outside layer that you kind of have to crunch through. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they love. I know, just a traditional twist cone. It's Mm. all he needs some days. Interesting. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, that all started with me being lazy last night. Well, you're not lazy, but I love watching what you're doing. And it's fun because, you know, we had the opportunity to work together doing Coleman stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you moved over to the Community Foundation. Now we have a chance to work together again. And last year was our first year working together. And we did City Blossom. So this is the annual, kind of the signature fundraiser, Mm -hmm. really. Absolutely. For the Sioux Falls Area Community Foundation. And at that event last year, we were at Imaginetics at Sanford Mm -hmm. Imaginetics. Beautiful space. So amazing. Yeah. It was our first time hosting an event there. And people were just in awe. Really? I just had assumed you'd been there and hosting five events before ours. (laughs) Sure. No, it was so cool to be able to to kind of infiltrate the event setting in there. And now they're hosting a lot of the different events. Yeah. And But it's so beautiful working with Norma Jean and all her, her team and mm-hmm. just the sheer beauty of the architecture in that space. Coke Hazard did a phenomenal job. Right. It's you almost, it's an event in a box. Yeah. You don't even have to bring anything I in. Know. It's just they gorgeous so good. the way it is. And for yeah. the donors and those that attended, they had mm-hmm. not been there. A lot of them had not been right. there yet either. Right. So it's a kind of a perfect way to showcase yeah, that absolutely. as well. Absolutely. And I think that's a great part of City Blossom is every year we get to move this event to a yeah. new location. So this is our 12th annual event so and it's never been at the same spot. Yeah. So as an event it's planner, so does that give you heart palpitations a sometimes, little bit? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, but it's always, it's always new because when we first started trying to find a location for this year, we kept saying like, what about this one? And what if this one? And what if this one? And it's been released so we can tell the whole listeners yeah. and watchers, everybody in the internet world, but we're hosting it at Avera on Louise this year, which is so exciting. And the facility is not even open yet. Hopefully, um, they do get their permitting, all that stuff done this month. Let's just lie and say, yep. No, they will be. They will be. (laughs) But working with that team with Mickey Lundin and Garrett and and Lindsay and that whole team at Avera has been phenomenal. But this is one of their first... 
may even be their first. It will be their first public event, think, event yeah. that they have hosted. There's public slash private, yeah. you know, yeah. event that they've hosted. But yeah. they're not even open up to the public till I think October. October. So it's pretty cool to be able to do that. Right. But that's it's that's an admirable or an admirable thing for City Blossom to go mm-hmm. to a different spot every year. Right. And I think it just showcases our city. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was going to say. I think this event is for the city. It's for the community. When we raise funds at City Blossom, it's not for the foundation. Right. We invest it back in organizations across the city. So I think it's just a nice way to showcase it. Yeah, absolutely. And it just lends that sneak peek that you might not get at other events as well. So do you know how City Blossom came to be? You know, kind of a hard question. 12 years ago. I mean, it's not really that hard of a question, but we really never fundraised for ourselves. So again, okay. it's not really for ourselves, but yeah. this is all right. our unrestricted grant making. Right. And so, I mean, back in the day, we just had these funds for donors and yeah. families. And so we said, what, what are we really doing to build that community capital? And so this was one way to bring everyone together and get to raise funds for other great programs. And of course, that's kind of morphed and changed over the years, but really at its core, it's still the same. We're fundraising. We uh, put those dollars into the community fund right. or endowment for the community. And then part of that every year is an initiative we fund as well, that we yeah. bring ideas to our board to say, here are really you know, three or four great things happening in our community. Let's do a little infusion of dollars into these programs because we think they're on the forefront and the leading edge of something really cool. And so each year with City Blossom in recent yeah. history, we've done that as well, which I think is just a neat way to connect that today yeah. and tomorrow so that we're giving dollars back to an organization organization today, but we're investing in, in the community fund tomorrow. for tomorrow too. Yeah. So this year's initiative, do you want to share a little bit about yeah. that? So it's the Helpline Center Network yeah. of Good, Network of Care. I get that network. wrong every time because you have network good works. Of network of Care. Care. Yeah. Yes. There's too many good words I today. Know. The so word good. Right. The good. They're doing good good things. <laughs> they are doing good work. So they are. <laughs> so I mean, when you at first blush, when you talk about this program, it might not seem very sexy or cool, but honestly, it's really fascinating. So they're working with partner agencies across the city to have a shared database. And that might so not seem like a lot. smart, though. Yes, but some yeah. organizations were no, inputting data in Excel. Yeah. And so they didn't even have software. So now you have clients going to all these different areas to get their services. They don't have to duplicate and input so data twice. And then we can really look at these trends and these needs and say, where are the pockets that we're missing? Yeah. Where do we need more funding? Where or are we lacking? who's calling and who's making multiples right. for you? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think it's a really cool thing that they kind of took charge of. Um, and they're Good getting more and more partner agencies yeah. on board. And I think, you know, in a few years, we'll start to see those reports and really be able to look at those areas. And, you know, we were kind of talking about before the impact of your Mm -hmm. funding and you want to know you're making a difference. And I think this gets us closer because we really get to look at here's where we where we need help yeah. today, right now, and we can fund that and, and see the needle move. They're kind of that hub, though, for all these other agencies as well. And yeah, right. it's information and databases are not sexy. I totally get mm-hmm. that. But it's a need, right? Absolutely. Which helps them fulfill their mission, but also to do better. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think, you know, this Smarter, is... Smarter, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And not a lot of people have heard about it yet, which I think yeah. is fascinating that they've built this whole database and have so many partner agencies on Good board. For them. Yeah. So they're just doing really great, amazing things. So I'm really excited that there are initiative funding this yeah. year. And so tickets for City Blossom help to not only support the unrestricted funds, mm-hmm. but also this initiative, yes. which 
which is even yeah. more impactful, which yeah. is fun. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. This event, it's so interesting because when, when we first started working with the community foundation and they had told us, well, it's a really short program because we had all these great ideas like, oh, let's do video walls and let's <laughs> showcase all the good things that you guys have done over the years. And, you know, it'll be this big culmination of all these mm-hmm. great things. But they're like, well, it's a 12 minute program. <laughs> and I remember looking um, at our other uh, team members. I'm like, 12 minutes? Like, Did how? I hear that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you do anything in 12 minutes? But I will tell you, it works. And it is so impactful mm-hmm. because the people that, and there's no ask that night, which is so unlike any other traditional fundraiser, mm-hmm. right? So they're buying their tickets um, for themselves or them and a couple or whatever it looks like. And those are the funds, right, that help right. to support not only the unrestricted, but also mm-hmm. the um, initiative. Absolutely. And it's fun because then that person who is from the initiative, so those mm-hmm. from the Helpline Center, they're there that night as well. Your host is helping welcome you to the venue. Mm-hmm. You guys are sharing the good work of all good that work. you guys are doing. Um, but that's it. Yeah. And people like it, I'm telling yeah. you, because it's not like this – humdrum, we're going to cry, mm-hmm. we're going to do all the... Nothing against those at all because they work right, clearly. Right, yeah. Um, but it's just an... It's more of that uplifting event, wouldn't right. you say? And I think that goes in line with the name City Blossom, mm-hmm. right? right? It kind of shows how this community is kind of growing and mm-hmm. changing and evolving, but opening up to right. all these cool things that are happening. Absolutely. It's kind of igniting that passion yeah. and we're inspiring that philanthropy. And so it's an evening to come together yeah. and really celebrate what we've done. And I really think it's just connecting those visionary yeah, thought leaders yeah. that we're inviting to this event to say, come be a part of something great. And then we're connecting yeah. that with a really great mission and yeah. purpose in the and community. I Tell you if there is any place that you want to be on that night, it's there. Absolutely, literally everybody in the city of mm-hmm. anybody who you want to be connected with is truly yeah, at that and spot. It's, it's you get so to cool. get dressed up yeah. and it's fun. Usually the weather's great, yeah. so here we go. Not going to make that happen, Addie. <laughs> but it is. It's just a great evening yeah. to come out and connect and socialize. And like you said, it's not this. You're sitting down to a plated meal. No. You have to listen to a no. video nope. and then nope. someone nope. speak nope. for half nope. an hour. Nope. It's just, it's none of that. It's just nope. a really great time. And you know, you're doing a really great deed yeah. because of it's it. It's an incredible social event. Yeah. And it truly kicks off the season as well. You know, being that first Thursday in May, yeah. kind of get things kicked off and welcome it. And right. to do it at this venue at mm-hmm. Avera and Louise is phenomenal. It'll be I cannot wait to show people what it looks like in yeah. there. Yeah. It'll it's be just be... fantastic. I mean, looking from the outside and I haven't been in yet so I'm trusting she's getting a tour here soon ladies and gentlemen <laughs> soon she's getting a tour I'm trusting you have to wear a hard hat well on the tour that's fine can I tell the story of what <laughs> yeah, you th- okay yeah. so we met with Addie when was this like a month and a half yeah. two months ago when yeah. we're like still which location do we, do go? we choose yep. and Addie comes and she's like we can do it but we have to wear hard hats and I think later Molly was like Mary your face was like yeah. And I'm like, Mary, it's just fine. It's hard hats. Like we'll send hard hats to all the event hosts and we'll kind of get them on board and it'll be fine. And you know, it'll, it'll look good. We'll just play on the hard hat piece of it. And, right. yeah, and you I were just, not you, having it. And you're like, well, I'm going to have to talk to the board. See, I know. It's you like, use it's, that excuse. Yeah, like, well, like, I'm going to have to go talk to my else. husband, right? If I'm going to go. There but, was just, could you, I personally, I'm like, if I had to wear a hard hat for three I hours, know. my hair. My hair didn't look good during the tour when no, I had to wear the hard see? hat. So I know. And I so get while it. in I your dreams, it might be this cool, fun, I'm happy to say. No hard hats. No hard hats. No hard hats, which is good. No hard hats. And I remember I specifically asked Mickey and we asked Garrett both Uh of Avera. I'm like, no hard hats, right? They're like, yep, no hard hats. (laughs) 
So I hope they don't come back and say hard oh, hats. They but I have it in email and verbal confirmation. Yeah. No hard hats. We'll so. be fine. We'll It'll be, be amazing. So ladies, do your hair. <laughs> It'll be fine. And <laughs> hopefully we have some decent weather, yes. like you said. But you know, I mean, we've got a lot trend. of fun new things. We're going to um, yes. kind of showcase that night, which yeah. is good. Yeah. So even if the weather's not great, yeah, okay. I still think it'll be great. It'll evening. be good. But I mean, come on, it's March and it's supposed to be 70 degrees this week. So it's going to be beautiful It'll weather. Be good. Yeah. Well, I am excited for this year's event. Thank you for letting us be a part of it. Yeah. It's fun to always work with you. It's so fun to work with you guys. It's You're good so energy. fun and creative. Good and energy. Yeah. yeah. Well, before I let you go, look at your face. This is that. This is the same face if you're watching that she gave me when I told her about hard hats. So, you just never know what's going to come next. It I just know. makes you a little nervous, Addie. So we ask all of our guests these kind of top 10 questions. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear the thing that first pops out of your head. Is this censored? <laughs> Maybe we'll see, but um, they're always they're kind of meant to be fun and playful. This is kind of a fun way so people can get to know you a little bit better. All right, okay. So if you were not involved in the career that you are now, what would you be doing? Oh my gosh, I would just be traveling the world and not working that. if that was a choice. Where have you traveled? <laughs> Tell everybody you've been everywhere. Well, not everywhere. I mean, every every place I go, I add 10 new places to my list. Most recently, the last year we hiked from Chamonix, France to Zermatt, Switzerland, which if you have no idea where that is, um, it's, you know, 12 days, 140 miles, 40,000 feet of elevation gain. I have those stats memorized in my head because before the hike, I'm like, how am I going to survive? But you trained. We trained. yeah. And we were fine. I mean, of course, there were hard days where we got snowed yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And I remember seeing some of the pictures. Yeah, but we had equal amounts of just beautiful, drop-dead gorgeous, yeah. amazing days. And you know what? At the end of it, I did it. I carried my crap around for 12 days. <laughs> no one helped me. And you're still married. Yeah. Chris, so, I mean, things out. just, you know, make you stronger. So, I mean, that was our most recent travel adventure. That's just I knew you were going to say yeah. the answer. Yeah. So the next one is, if you, if you could be any animal, what would you be? Oh, totally. A cat. This is going back to laying on the couch Sunday night. Cat, because ca- what's your cat? Kitty. Kitty. Kitty is 12 is that, years is old. That well, we got, yeah, that's yeah. her name. Oh. Um, Kitty. <laughs> well, we, I'm really bad at choosing names. If we ever have kids, I'm like, it'll be Kitty. baby. Baby. Um, because <laughs> I can't decide on names. But she just, I mean, now that she's older, she just sleeps and eats. Just chill. Yeah. Gets attention. So how could you not love that? I know. Yeah. So I don't even know if I should even ask this. What's oh your boy. favorite flavor of ice cream? Well, I mean, the B&G strawberry, just because you can't get strawberry ice cream yeah. anywhere else. But I don't know. Okay. What's one thing on your bucket list? Oh, my gosh. So many things on my bucket list. Um, holy cats. Oh, boy. Just one. Just one item on my bucket list. Any new place that you want to go travel? You want to learn how to knit? I do not want I know to you're learn not, how to knit. I already knew that. Underwater basket weaving? No, I feel like that's a, oh such a cliche. Oh, my gosh. Do you know, I just, we had an interview just recently with Thomas Christensen. He's a brand architect at Profile by okay. Sanford. Yeah. He literally, literally said that. Actually, his was like, what one hobby that you would yeah. begin? He said underwater basket That's weaving. because I think people say that when you that don't know what else to say. It's so, so overused, but. <laughs> like, do you want to do like anything, like bucket list? Like, do you want to meet anybody? Do you want to jump out of a plane? Have you already jumped out of a plane? I've already jumped out of a plane. Yeah. So I I don't know that I have like one bucket list thing, but I just okay. hope that I'm still doing what I'm doing today, like in 50 years. That yeah, I'm I love still living like vicariously through you because you are very adventurous. Yeah. What about a hobby? What would you begin if you could a hobby? 
oh, I wish I could read more. I mean, I love oh, reading. Yeah. I just feel like I don't have time. Yeah. Or when I do start reading, it's at night. And I'm so tired. I fall asleep. I read a lot <laughs> on Sundays um, uh-huh. in the sauna. So oh. yeah, I'm reading Michelle Obama's book right now, but I'll read yeah. it when I go to the sauna on Sundays. That's yeah. my only like me time. Yeah. Which by the way, that was an amazing book. I know. Oh. I'm not that far in. So it's good, good though. Yeah. What about dream day? What does your dream day look like? Oh. Well, my dream day, it would be summer. We may or may not be at the lake, but even if we mm-hmm. are, we'd start with a bike ride in the morning. So you kind of get a Listen. little, you know, active. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Maybe play a game of tennis, even though I'm really bad at tennis. I like to think it's like my sport. I'm like, yeah, I play tennis. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I try to play tennis. We all have rackets. I have a cute yeah. pink one. But we go to, gosh, is it over by Laurel Oaks? I don't know that park over there, but that's where we play at. Kind of by B&G. <laughs> it is actually behind B&G. Do you notice everything centers yeah. around that? <laughs> it is behind B&G. But I like to try to think I play. But right. That we were with the, um, my Huther Family Foundation the other mm-hmm. day, and I said tennis class. I think oh. it's like, they're like, yeah, Cindy Huther goes, maybe we should get her in a class. And I'm like, <laughs> and I told Callie yesterday, I'm like, oh, I think it's a lesson. Yeah, not I a think class. so, too. Anyway. Anyway. Whatever. So what is your favorite book that you've read recently? Well, after I read Michelle Obama's book, I read Educated. Have you read it? uh, What's it called? Educated? it's fascinating. Educated. Uh, uh. Um, So it's someone, I think she's like two years younger than I am. She grew up in rural Idaho and her parents didn't believe in formal education. So they kept her home. Whoa. Um, Didn't. They claim they were homeschooling, but they really didn't. And then she went on to do really great things and is really well educated now. But the book is really focused on what education can really do to impact your life. Oh, it was interesting. And, yeah. The fact that she was kind of my age and, yeah, just you know, kind of, brought up during the same, yeah. same era, it was just, it blew my mind. So wow. put it on your to-read list. I'll read it after Michelle's. Yeah. Would you rather speak every language in the world or speak to animals? Speak every language in the world. And I go back, that's my bucket list item to actually speak another language because oh, yeah. this is kind of embarrassing, but I majored in Spanish in college. I did too. Do you know that I, well, I did for a while. I went into Spanish education, yeah. so I was going to be a Spanish teacher. Can you speak it now though? I can speak okay. <sighs> like I was translating this weekend with Sarah with a couple things, yeah. like we were watching some stuff and I yeah. can translate a little bit, but. See, I wish I was fluent. Ooh, oh, I'm not like, fluent. Like that would be one thing no. that would be amazing is to be fluent I know some naughty words. language. <laughs> <laughs> I know beer and bathroom. Cerveza, baño, yeah. yeah. See? And I can, I feel like I could write it better than I can oh, yeah. speak it. Yeah. I took, um, so I took six years of Spanish. Wow. So I truly, like, I thought it was my calling. My name uh-huh. was Rosa. In, wow. Yep. Mine was Maria. <laughs> but I can't roll my R's. Oh, so. <laughs> I um, played La Caparcita Roja. Uh, wow. So I was Little Red Riding Hood uh-huh. for a play. So I did oh. a whole Spanish play. Oh my so gosh. I'm like, this is it. This is my jam. And then I figured out, like, Teachers don't make hard landing right. things. Like, and, what do you do with that? So, but it would be cool. Out, you could yeah. go to Spain and South America and speak. Spain. See? Yeah, no, it's, I'm out. Not doing it. <laughs> what about your favorite emoji? Oh, I use emojis probably too often. <laughs> I can't even see. This is where. Okay, um, it depends on my mood and yeah. who I'm texting. You're <laughs> but I would say the little like hands one. I yeah. overuse that one a lot because I'm excited a lot, and yeah. so I have to have that's that funny. come through. So I'd say I do the laughing and crying one a lot. Oh, yeah, the laughing one a lot. And I like to push, you know, if you have an iPhone, your screen effect. So that laughing one, you can send it like loud. So it like blasts the other person's screen. No, no, no. I don't know how to do that. (gasps) You show me after this one. Yeah, yeah. No, I have no. Oh, it's so great. So then it's like double the impact of like, I'm really laughing out loud. See, I only know how to do that when you change their hand colors. You can change like, yeah, no, it's not the same. You like hold down the arrow. And if you hold it down long enough, you can like. Or, you know, like for people's birthdays, you yeah. don't send it with like confetti. 
Oh, no, I don't have oh, that. Oh, Addie. Oh, we'll have a little lesson after Gosh, this. no, I don't know <laughs> Last question is what store would you choose to max out your credit card at? Oh, well, I would open my own store that made tall women's cl- I re- <laughs> I take that back. Not tall women's clothing, tall girl clothing, because there are companies out there who For do tall women. Tall women and yeah. It's kind of frumpy. So I'd start a new store and max out my credit card there so sure. I would have pants that fit. Do you know um, you know Amanda Feldkamp from Oh My Cupcakes? <gasps> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she was doing some work with this tall ladies denim company in Colorado. Really? And was like an ambassador or her friend owned this company because huh. Amanda's relatively tall, not as tall yeah. as you. But yeah, so I don't... Huh. I don't and know what's happening with it's that. It's not even so, so much like pants, but this blazer is tall and it's still not long enough. So I just think I'm extra yeah. special tall. That's okay. And that's where I would max we out like my you. deluxe credit card. credit card that I would have with that <laughs> company because, because I would spend so much that's money. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me today. Thanks this for was awesome. Me. Isn't it fun? It's yeah, like a little conversation. Yeah. Well, I will see you. Well, I'll see you next week, but yes, I for sure will we'll see you at City Blossom. Yeah. Thanks so much, Addie. Yeah. Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Good Work. And a special thank you to our friend Mary for joining us and sharing more about the Sioux Falls Area Community Foundation. You won't want to miss out on next week's episode as we show you all of the language that exists in the events industry and on our team. Now, don't forget to subscribe to The Good Work on YouTube and iTunes and follow the event company on social media to stay up to date on the good work that we are part of each day. 